Hi. My name is Jake. I wanted to tell you, make this message, because if anything happens to me or any of my friends, somebody needs to know what's going on. I can't tell you where I live or my last name. You just have to trust me that what I'm talking about is real. This is a real place, a real town. It may even be your town. Okay. Wins Cut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew. This is episode number 231. We're talking our top weird episodes. Yeah, you ready to get weird? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, could you, were you able to... Um, my, my intro there was a little reference to something that's going to be on my list. Are you, I, were you able I, to identify it? I thought maybe, but uh, no, I have no idea what, what it could be. <laughs> okay, well, we'll find out. Uh, maybe, maybe for uh, our real like Nickelodeon nerds out there, maybe they were able to identify. <laughs> maybe <them>. uh, <laughs> it's not easily identifiable. So okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so y- we came up with a couple uh, options for people. We posted on Instagram. Were you surprised that this was the winner? I was kind of surprised. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought there would be more interest, maybe in uh, uh, crossover. But, yeah, right. An episode. Yeah, so that's okay. I got one in the bank, though. An idea. If, if oh, uh, we decide to do it for crossover. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I we we put up Renegade Virus episode review, another grab bag versus, and uh, a crossover right an episode. And I think those are all those are three good ones that I think we will yeah. probably do sooner than later. Anyway, uh, before <laughs> we get into that, this is the. We were just talking about it. This is the first time I think you and I have done a podcast alone without a guest in two yeah. years. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and 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 you know what? It wasn't on purpose, but let's just say that fits the weird criteria yeah, for sure. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> is um, it is it tolerable to listen to just the two of us? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> the people will. Uh, the people will tell us. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think this was a fun idea, though. Uh, I just, I mean, I had a couple in mind going into this, but uh, it did take me a while to f- come up with the final list. Oh my gosh, this is this is my hands down. This is my strangest list. <laughs> I mean, you know, in in correspondence with the episode, this is, yeah. A very strange list. There, there, I will never have another list with these five shows. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm interested what you picked because I, I, you know, I have my own criteria, I guess, for what I'm considering weird. But I have a feeling that yours might be very different. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it will be, and. uh We'll, we'll jump into the criteria here in a minute of kind of what we were thinking, because I think I may have approached it maybe differently. Mm. Okay. Um, you know what? I did have something else to mention oh, yeah. uh, in relation to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some time to watch some movies this week, and among them 
I watched both Best in Show and Mission Impossible 2. Um, oh, that's <laughs> okay. So my favorite movie of 2000 and my Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. Had you seen, um, you've seen both though, right before? I've seen parts of Best in Show, but I don't think I've seen any Mission Impossible 2. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So what what's the verdict here? My feeling is I didn't love either of them. Oh my! Uh, God. You're telling me you're telling me Best in Show isn't the third best movie you've ever seen? <laughs> Definitely not even close to that. Like I don't know if you have a personal connection with it or what. Um, I love dogs. I mean, I deeply love dogs. Yeah. Like, but did you see it years ago? The movie I saw. I saw it probably within a year of it coming out. Okay. Um, okay. I could I see that. It's it's definitely one of those movies I watch every year. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I think that I probably laughed more at Mission Impossible Two than Best in Show. Um, I can, that, for for uh, oh, the wrong reasons. You know. Oh but. my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Best in Show. Like I liked it. It just felt like um that format has come so far since then. There's so many shows and movies that have done it that have like, I think improved upon it over the years that this suddenly felt a little bit dated. Um, And you know what I would have liked actually the first entire half of the movie is them on their way to the dog show. I say get to the dog show and have all these like characters interacting with each other. That is what I would have preferred for the whole movie. Um, (laughs) So you're saying you liked mission impossible two more. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I'm just, (laughs) it was just funny, you know, (laughs) watching it. Um, My favorite scene. So ridiculous. It's like, uh, uh, Tom Cruise explodes the doorway and there's (laughs) flames surrounding it. And just like out of nowhere, uh, it's a close up on the bad guy and like the flames flick, like the reflection of the flames flickering in his eyes. <laughs> it just like stylistically doesn't match anything that's happened so far. Yeah. And then, it, and then it turns toward the camera turns toward the doorway and an actual dove flies through <laughs> the burning doorway. Like what is happening? Oh man. It's like, it's so John Woo. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and the the distinction between the style of the first and the second, it's yeah, tr- yeah. it's truly like whoever made, it's truly like it feels like John Woo didn't watch the first one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know what this is supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do everything. Yeah. Well, this is our weird episode. Can I do something weird since we're yeah. on the topic? Can sure. I read an email? Oh yeah. All right. This one's from Nikki, and the name of it is "Go to the Hotel and Get Busy B." Uh, which is <laughs> best in show reference. Um, Nikki says, what's up homies. I decided I should finally send you a proper email instead of a very long Instagram comment about my thoughts on the year in review 2000 episode. When it opened with the audio of La Bamba singing in the year 2000, I knew it was going to, I knew it was straight up going to be another banger for my ni- favorite nineties nostalgia dudes. I may be biased, but I was ecstatic to hear the movie Best in Show receiving the love it deserves, at least from Joey. 
There are so many laugh out loud moments from the iconic Second City alums, and it simply should not be slept on as a film. Also wanted to mention that deviant art total was totally a thing that many of my artsy friends used. Sorry, Lyndon. Um, hearing MXPX mentioned was a memory unlocked in my teenage pop punk phase when I was safety pinning all of the things. I also agree that the Coldplay debut album was wonderful and I didn't have full appreciation for Don't Panic until it made its appearance on the Garden State soundtrack in 2004. What a great and influential film for that time. It seemed to put indie music on the map for many people and I'm looking forward to it being covered for the Year in Review 2004 episode. Uh, I always love that you share your viewers' picks in the episodes. It makes everyone feel like they're a part of the experience. As I have mentioned before on your Instagram, I have been listening since the beginning of your podcast and hope you never stop making material. Keep up the amazing work. I listen to this podcast when I mow the lawn, work in my garden, and sometimes when I walk my dogs. Always super feel good. Thanks for the effort to keep nostalgic moments alive and for being my go-to podcast. Ah, I miss the mid-90s the most, but I guess I'm ready to go into the 2000s with you guys. I'm still hopefully looking forward to more coverage of Clarissa, Salute Your Shorts, and Hey Dude, as they're my all-time favorite Nick shows, in that order. I do love that you what you've covered, and I'm sure it's going to be difficult to squeeze in, to squeeze in more content at this point. Uh, P.S. I have no idea what Bedazzled is, and at this, po- at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> P.P.S. You may find it interesting that my name is Nikki, and my childhood nickname for years was actually Nickelodeon. Uh, your fan, Nicopotamus, a.k.a. Nico. I, for years, I've been calling her Nico because of the Nicopotamus, but her name's Nikki, so... Oh, I see. <laughs> I apologize, Nikki. I thought your name was Nico. Uh, but, yeah, thank you oh, for the Nice. Yeah. yeah, really nice. Um... Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Bedazzled, if you really need to go out and watch it immediately. Oh, yeah, I think you do. You can probably wait. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you should watch it. Um, All right, it's the weird episode. Andrew, how did you approach making your weird list? Um, I had a few episodes in mind. I kind of, like, knew the direction I was going, but I, I ultimately went with, like what concept was just what well, not even always the concept just like what had the most bizarre overall thing going on mm-hmm. i guess in my estimation um you know and there's some that i discounted because it was like it was weird but i've seen a lot of shows do it so it like suddenly hasn't become weird anymore um but so I went with like I tried to go with like the really unique uh, execution or idea or like whatever the main thing going on was. Yeah. OK. Interesting. I think we're going to have very different lists. Um, <laughs> would you say you like some of the episodes you've picked? Yes, I'd say I like I like all of them. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. <laughs> so I opted for what I'm calling like a sincere weird rather than purposely weird uh like a type of weird that makes you feel weird because something about the filmmaking or story are off (laughs) okay uh i i I pinpointed that much of the time it's the dialogue and the delivery of it Mm. like 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 it seems like maybe an alien wrote 
what they thought human <laughs> a human kids show might want to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's worth noting for my picks, I didn't pick anything that I would deem like a straight up comedy or was supposed to be funny. Mm. Um, okay. So this means shows that people are used to maybe hearing me talk about. I'm not going to be talking about. Uh, mm. So yeah, I, 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 yeah. Um, All of the, mine. If the intention okay. was to be odd, I kind of passed over it. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I would say like m- almost every episode of mine um, we haven't talked about or mentioned probably. Oh, okay. All. That's cool. Um, yeah. I look forward to that. Uh, yes. Uh, with one exception, kind of, we've not talked about m- most of these. Uh, did you do a close call in Ferguson? I did. Yeah. Okay. Me too. All right. Well, do you want to, do you want to get into the list? Sure. All sure. right. Hey, uh, my number five is an episode of Ah Real Monsters called the tree of Ickes. <laughs> You're a monster too? Well, of course I'm a monster. You think something this ugly just happens in nature? Well, how did you get here? How did I get here? I was framed! (laughs) Oh, oh. doggone squirrels. Look, kid, how does anyone get here? Same way you got here. I put something in my mouth that didn't belong. 527 years later, and I'm still here. Um, in this episode, Ickis, despite the warnings of the Grumble, eats like a weird uh, nut or like fruit that falls off of a tree, mm-hmm. and he starts to uh, like grow branches out of his head and leaves and stuff, mm-hmm. and suddenly his feet start um, growing roots and digging into the ground. And they finally, finally, um, Crum and Oblina have to take him out to the woods because he's like turning into an actual tree. Um, <laughs> I, I, do, I don't remember this episode super well, but I do remember Ickis looking like a tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a memorable image. Yeah. Um, and he runs into another monster that turned into a tree like hundreds of years earlier and has been sitting there as a tree ever since. And uh, while. Uh, Oblina and Crumb try to figure out a way to turn him back. Um, and finally, it ends up being uh, uh, termites for some reason. I'm not sure that that makes any sense. Uh, but he like gets cut down in the episode and like almost gets taken to he gets taken to a sawmill and like almost gets sawed in half. <laughs> um, but it's just such a weird concept. Uh, I really like it like it's such a bizarre idea this that the monster could turn into a tree and then get it and then taking it like one step further with the other monster like they can get stuck here for hundreds of years uh in the body of a tree um so just kind of even like one step further than the usual um a real monster's bizarreness i mean it's already kind of weird but feel like this took it a extra level up yeah that's uh and you like that episode it's not just weird yeah no i like it yeah cool yeah that's one i I have not seen uh, probably since like the 90s so yeah um i have to go back and look at that it's called tree of icus yep very cool tree of icus all right 
Um, well, my number five is from a show that was acquired by Nickelodeon. Mm. Um, it's from a show called Land of the Lost. <laughs> and the episode is called Shung the Terrible. Uh, Shung, uh, these are just IMDb summaries. Shung has an appetite for everything, including Tasha and the Porters. Uh, Shung, uh, you know, so in Land of the Lost, this is our episode that introduces us to the character of Shung. Shung, if you've not watched Land of the Lost ever or in a long time, is like a large lizard man uh, who's essentially the, like, reoccurring enemy of the Porters. Oh, really? Yeah, he has a name. Doesn't sound familiar. Mm. He's got two. He's got two like minions who also are like smaller lizards. Yeah. And uh, so in this episode, the lizards steal Tasha. Um, I, the first, the right off the bat, it's so weird. The first shot of the episode are the lizard people breaking through the girth of the earth, um, making these weird howling noises, and it's so perfect. Right, right at the start, one of them bends over to pick up what is a real lizard. And when they bend over, you can actually see their costume pull up and see like their white back, <laughs> like the actor's skin. <laughs> um, you know, they keep referring to the fact that they're looking for big, fat, uh, juicy lizards uh, to bring back to their leader. They eventually hijack the porter's car. <laughs> they're trying to learn how to drive it. Like the back and forth between the lizards as they're in the porter's car is so bonkers. Um, <laughs> Okay, quit shoving! I saw it first! I told you, quit shoving! What are you doing, stupid? I didn't do nothing! Well, stop it, G! I can't stop it! Give it me! But it, it is just kind of an incredibly fun and weird episode. Um, it's, like, chaotic but uh never boring and the suits are very like the lizard suits i'm not this is not the last time i'm going to say this uh on this list but the the lizard suits remind me a little bit of like power rangers bad guys mm. like it's yeah. it's um it's kind of cool to look at but something's off about it yeah. yeah um so i like land of the lost a lot and this episode uh was not one that stuck my memory but i went back and watched some because I knew there, that it, it, there had to be some weird ones here. And uh, this episode of the, like, I'd say five that I watched was just so weird. <laughs> Shung the Terrible. It is available free online. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I remember that show just being broadly bizarre. Um, yeah. I mean, and I I guess, I know it's a remake, but um, it is just a... I don't know. <laughs> just one of those ideas. It's like, how, who came up with this? And then it like got through the process of becoming a show and actually happened. Yeah. So weird. Um, it's uh, I just looked it up. It's available on daily motion. Shung the terrible. Uh, I was going to try to send you the picture of this guy. Uh, also, it makes no sense. Like, what's he doing back there? You know? It's like not just so it's not just like a rift in time it's also whatever this guy is uh, yeah yeah no i mean <laughs> if you start picking it apart it... <laughs> yeah that's good that's good 
do you see do you see him oh yeah yeah i remember him yeah okay 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 okay. (laughs) uh he looks pretty good actually i mean bizarre but you know yeah i mean once the mouth once the mouth starts moving it's not as (laughs) good but (laughs) yeah uh all right um my number four is uh the ren and stimpy show jerry the belly button elf oh sure Stimpy, climb inside. On awaits you if you climb inside. Uh, this in this one, Stimpy's like playing around with his belly button, and finally he like hears a voice coming out of it, and it tells him to climb into his belly button. So he climbs into his own belly button uh, in this like awesomely weird uh, psychedelic sequence, um, and falls inside himself and discovers Jerry the belly button elf, um, voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Um, and he kind of like, he just makes Stimpy a slave, kind of, um, as Ryan is like throwing a party in the apartment. Um, and we get to see like a lot of different characters and stuff. Anyway, this belly button elf is just very bizarre. This whole concept is so bizarre. Um, and it kind of turns into like almost a monster movie at the end with the belly button elf becoming this like crazy creature. Um, and uh, also there's this other weird thing going on too it's like uh, Muddy Mudskipper's girlfriend that he brought to the party and she's like eating this clam dip in this very bizarre way uh, and, she, and she's just bizarre looking kind of um, so it's just uh, one of those episodes that always kind of like stuck in my mind but also is I felt going over these again I felt was just the ultimate kind of like bizarre idea um, that kind of feels like it's not connected to anything else. Um, I don't recognize it as like a reference or a throwback to anything. Um, and uh, I and I love like the kind of monster movie nature of it, but it's just such. I feel like it's like kind of peak weird ideas for Ren and Stimpy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna hate on anything that uh, Gilbert Godfrey touched. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it was also picked by Ryan Tyler Reed. He, uh, he oh, also nice. picked that as his weird nice. picks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try to I'll try to share uh, some listeners' picks as we go. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my number four. I know you know it. Uh, this may be the episode so far that we both know the best. Mm. Uh, it is from a show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. And it is The Tale of the Laser Maze. Don't be distracted by anything you see or hear. It's all part of the game. The laser maze is active. Oh, 
<laughs> um, if I'm being honest, uh, my first inclination when doing mm-hmm. this list was I was going to make every episode uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ah. Um, because there's so many that yeah. to me are just so off-putting. Um, uh, before I go into it, uh, this episode, uh, Ashley and Kara are athletic twin sisters who are always in competition with each other and find the ultimate game to test each other, a unique kind of laser tag in which the winners get cloned and sent to other planets to compete. Ashley and Kara must learn to work together if they stand any chance of escaping from Drake. (laughs) Um, It's important to note that, uh, again, like I think a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark's work. Uh, Other ones I deeply considered were uh, The Tale of Badge, um, yeah, the last dance, Jake the Snake, Closet Keepers, um, episodes that to me are striving to be good. You know, like yeah. I don't think I don't think Laser Maze like thinks it's bad or wants to be bad. I think it's just everything's weird. Uh, the transitions are weird. If you rewatch it, it's like George Lucas directed it or something. The music is weird for an Are You Afraid of the Dark? The twins yeah. who aren't twins are weird. Uh, the location feels close to realize, but not fully. You know what I mean? Like, kind of feels like you're in a laser maze place, but it also feels like you're on a set of a studio. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and how do we even get into the wackadoo ending? I mean, it, it like, it totally just goes insane uh, where they're like in this white lab room and he's an alien and he's got this master and it, then they got to play him. Um, it's a bonk. It's a bonkers episode that I really appreciate that it's going for it. Even though I know it, it's not like fully successful. I think the reason I love it so much is because it's weird. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely weird. Uh just kind of a jumbled mess is how I remember it. Um, but I, it's one of those episodes that I just have like such high expectations from the title laser maze. I'm like, Oh man, this is <laughs> even, the, even the title's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just like, to, <laughs> I do give them credit for mashing a bunch of craziness all together. I yeah. um, and like m- making it sort of work. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, every beat is weird. I mean, like starting with the karate match, and then like <laughs> this Bob Odenkirk looking like like stalking them in the hallway, <laughs> recruiting them to this laser yeah, maze yeah, place. It, every everything about it, it 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 really stays with me. Um, that's the other thing. Like all these episodes, I think there's something about them that uh, the weirdness stays yeah. with me a little bit. God, that set just so disappointing. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted it to be more. Hmm. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. it is weird. Yeah, I, I I think about Laser Maze a lot. I probably <laughs> I would probably put, more than any other person on the planet. Yes, I, mean, I would. Put, if you're thinking about it at all, yeah, I would put money on it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to think, that's... like, probably maybe more than the people who acted it or directed it, like. <laughs> Definitely the director, because I'm sure whoever directed it directed a million things. Yeah, probably. Um, so, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. is this the most important thing about me as a human that I think about <laughs> the tale of the laser maze more than any other human on Earth? <laughs> probably not. Should but... I get a laser maze tattoo? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. You should probably do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, boy. All right. 
<sighs> All right. Um, well, my number three is Rocco's Modern Life Magic Meatball. Oh. Work, work, work. They're going to wear me out. They're so many decisions. You'd think I was running this company. <laughs> No! No! Meatball! Meatball, are you okay? Ow. No! Cough, sputter, cough. No! 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 <laughs> Love this episode. Um, Mr. Big Head is up for a promotion at Conglamo, and on his way <laughs> to his office, one of the, um, one of his fellow employees throws a magic meatball kind of like a magic eight ball yeah. at him as like a joke um and he gets to he starts at starts the job which is like a go nowhere like impossible job yeah and he finally like after he's there till 2 a.m trying to figure out how to answer these sheets which is uh also kind of bizarre these like questions that he's answering are just like yes and no questions um but he finally relies on the magic eight ball to answer and um, and it all starts working out, and he starts getting promoted like crazy. And then he accidentally breaks the magic eight ball, and it uh, like <laughs> comes to life. And he's trying to like make it happy so that it'll answer his question. And the meatball oh is God. just so miserable. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love how much this escalates so quickly. Yeah, into. Uh, Ed finally marry, agreeing to marry the meatball, and <laughs> finally, like the his boss, like walking into the room as Ed's like pleading with the meatball, like, the broken meatball on his desk, like just made up in a a uh, bridal gown, um, <laughs> and meat- just like the look of his boss's face when he sees him, and he's uh, like on his knees pleading and crying. Um, <laughs> Haven't I given everything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh it's just so good such like a weird weird concept but it's like a weird one-off too because mr big just following mr big head at work yeah um the whole thing is bizarre like the the escalation of the meatball turning real and oh my god this whole episode like such a bizarre one that works i think um yeah yeah i think uh there is i don't have rocco on my list but like Mm. Um, I think the strangest episodes of Rocco are almost with, there is almost always a big head involved in my opinion. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Um, they're really, they seem a bit more outrageous. Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. I, I love magic meatball. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number three, uh, is an episode of a show that I hadn't watched for a very long time, but something mm. deep down in my gut told me, watch it. Uh, this is the pilot of the show Animorphs, Ooh. which is called My Name is Jake. <laughs> it is done. The power of change is in your flesh. Change? What kind of change? You need only to touch a creature to acquire its DNA pattern and change your form. Change our form? You mean we can change into animals? Exactly. You can become any animal you touch and acquire. But remember, 
When you change, you must return to your human form within two Earth hours. Why? What happens after two hours? You will be trapped within an animal form forever. And this is the IMD synopsis. Sometimes weird things happen to people. Just ask Jake. He might tell you about the night he and his friends saw the strange light in the sky. He may even tell you what happened when they realized the light was only a plane from another planet. <laughs> Here's where Jake's story gets a little weird. It's where they, <laughs> they're told that the human race is under attack and given the chance to fight back. Now Jake, Rachel, Cassie, Tobias, and Marco have the power to morph into any animal they choose. Uh, and they must use that power to outsmart an evil, evil greater than anything the world has ever seen. Uh, this episode is wackadoo. Uh, it is, like, the, the, the edits are really weird. It'll, like, go between regular speed frames to slow motion for, like, no reason. Um, it, uh, we start in our, in an arcade where the kids have their dog with them. Like the whole catalyst of the show is they brought their dog to the arcade and the dog runs away from the arcade into this like industrial wasteland and they chase the dog all the way there. It's very weird. Uh, the show is overdubbed. Mm -hmm. Um, like the ADR is really bad. Uh, if anybody out there likes the movie The Room, it's kind of like watching that. Um, I think if you were like in an altered state, if you were drunk or something, and you were watching this, your brain would like not be able to handle how weird it is. There's like intense close-ups of alien eyes. Uh, again, Power Ranger like alien costumes and puppets. Uh, dialogue that asks. Uh, it asks a lot of you. Like, the dialogue in this episode <laughs> assumes that you've, like, read the entire book series, I think. <laughs> um, there's monster shadows, uh, amulets, uh, a principal with metal tip boots who's secretly an alien, uh, and they know that because he itches his legs. Like, this is, this is the, like, Pete and Pete weird stuff, where they're like, oh, the principal itches his leg in a certain way with yeah. his boot. Um, yeah, it was just so much stranger than I remembered it being... Uh, and um, I, I can't remember much of the rest of the series, but I think if I saw this episode then, I would have had no idea what to make of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's... I remember the show coming out, and I just could never get into it. Um, I I think there's like there's something about that concept that is just not enough to me. It's like yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in there, but it's not. None of it's like bizarre enough or something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like they turn into animals. Okay. You know, that's a, you know, it's semi, semi interesting idea, but you know, what beyond, and I don't know, they made it alien. It just, but I think this is what makes it so weird is that like, it's, it's the idea that it has is really strange. Yeah. And the execution of it is so <laughs> odd that you know they just like mesh together in this way that makes me feel weird yeah um it you know what it seems like uh it's like somebody at some at the publishing company or whatever was like these here's the top few buzzwords for kids like this is what kids like animals aliens 
Like, how do we mash all these things together? <laughs> yeah, like Power Rangers is real hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely has that feel. Um, I was I was on YouTube to see if I could find any comments, um, and the, I mean, people love this show. There's wow. one like one of the videos because you can watch the pilot on YouTube. There's like three different versions of it, okay. and one of the pilots uh, has Good. like 500 comments, and almost everyone is like bring the show back reboot it like do it again wow um so yeah i i you know i'm the i guess so cynical that i'm sitting there being like where's all the where's all the people making fun of this like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow people love it okay yeah. interesting i haven't heard much uh praise for it but okay i trust they're out there the fans number two um, my number two, I went down all the Are You Afraid of the Darks, and I was really thinking, you know, what is for me the ultimate weirdness episode? You got to have one, right? I mean, you got to. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you'll feel about it, but I finally decided it's Renegade Virus. Wow. Yeah. You're not dreaming or something real strange is going on. Well, son, you're not dreaming. So, I guess that leaves us with something strange. <laughs> uh, it's just, like, the concept of it is the least weird part about it, which yeah. is, like, you go into virtual reality. Okay. Uh, but then the kid, like, if you haven't seen the episode, just in case... Uh, the kid goes into virtual reality, gets stuck there with this virus who's like a like a creature um, who's trying to keep him in the game um, and, you know, eventually gets out. But the uh, everything about the execution of this episode is just so weird in the best ways. Like, I, it's one of those things where I feel like the people that were in charge of making this episode like just went for broke they're like how do we just make a really great one um the the look of the virus amazing so bizarre yeah. i mean arguably the bizarrest looking uh villain in are you afraid of the dark yeah um the way that he his hand is a uh computer plug oh so, uh, cool. so like and gross looking but it's yeah. like awesome um just uh, like the virtual reality world was a great idea it's like how i i figured they were like they thought how do we use the real world because we only have so much budget you know yeah um and it feels like really weird and creepy it's like the regular world but just slightly different nobody's there um Oh, and the, and of course, uh, the classic classroom scene where oh, he's yeah. like, it's like he's in a dream kind of with the teacher asking like bizarre questions and and the camera angles in this episode are bizarre. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the most critical shots in Are You Afraid of the Dark History, him going up the banister. Oh, yes. Yes, of <laughs> course. <laughs> and that guy, the guy who plays the virus. Amazing job. Just incredible. Uh, also, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite weird shots from any Nickelodeon thing: the giant um, 
bike lock, the giant lock on his yeah, bike. Yeah. Uh, so, so ridiculous. Um, so I, I just think like all the elements of this episode, like it, it could have been just the most boring, dumb thing as we've seen so many shows do with virtual reality. Uh, but it just like, they nailed it and turned it into this like weird horror. Uh, I don't know, like perfect, <laughs> bizarre short. Yes. Yeah. D- it definitely does the thing of, it's so weird that like you could never forget it if you want. Yeah. yeah. You know, once, you, once you've seen it, it's, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick. Great pick. And uh, that, that was close to what the people picked uh, for this episode. So it's definitely, yeah. It's on, <laughs> it's on our minds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, my, my number two uh, is what I referenced at the start when I screamed Winds Howl. It is also a pilot episode. Uh, it is the pilot for the show 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowell. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the episode is called Tagged. Chain! Give it a rest, man. If you're trying to freak me out, I don't scare easy. Winds bully Eddie McDowd is punished by a man called the Drifter because of his behavior. Uh, the Drifter plans to make him pay for his wrongdoing and turns uh, him into an Australian Shepherd Siberian Husky mix, informing him that he would have to do a hundred good deeds before he could be changed back. Besides the Drifter, the only one who can hear him talk is Justin Taylor, who is the last kid Eddie McDowd bullied. Uh, uh, and then in this episode, um, that Eddie as the dog is um, brought to a shelter. He is then adopted by um, the kitty bully, Justin's family. And uh, so Justin can hear him, but, but nobody else can. This is another episode with insane ADR. Like everything is uh, recorded <laughs> over um, again, right from the start, like other dogs that are talking, there's just a, sel- a dog called Salvador. It's a pug. He talks like a 1940s gangster. Uh, the CGI in this episode just like reeks of Nintendo 64. It just looks really janky. Um, they, I didn't remember this, but they never show you Eddie McDowd. Do you remember this? Mm, He's yeah, only yeah. shot in shadow. Yeah. Um, so that's also very weird. Um, that's like the most interesting thing about the show to me. Interesting, just, but just that little <laughs> interesting, but intensely weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he like throws a rock at a car, and the car explodes. Uh, this Jeff Bridges-looking maniac comes from the flames and curses him. That's when he yells, "Winds howl!" And uh, it's it's freaking psychotic stuff. And uh, I kind of loved it. Like the, uh, I don't know. It uh, also seventeen minutes into the episode, Danny Tamborelli shows up. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> Um, it was a very weird watch. Uh, I, not at all how I remembered it again. It's a little, it's a different from the weird you're talking about. I I think maybe people expected, uh, more that type, but in my head to me, like what I, the weird I like is the stuff that's like, what, 
what were they yeah. thinking when they made this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. Eddie McDowd may be, well, obviously the second best example of like, what was everybody uh, yeah. from, from the studio to Nickelodeon to the act, like what was everybody <laughs> thinking when they were making this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you might be converted to a Eddie McDowd fan. Um, you know, actually what happened was when the episode ended, I did like think to myself, there, you, there's no way on earth I could never, ever watch another one of these. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> it was, it was weird. Like it, it served its purpose of me being like, what is going on here? But, yeah. um, no, totally unenjoyable. Like, blat- oh, another thing that doesn't, that does not hold up about it that makes it even weirder in 2022 is the blasting ska music that is its soundtrack. Mm. Uh, very weird choice. <laughs> it like it's because ska music, you know, makes you feel happy, and a lot of the times the music was playing when like something dramatic was happening. It was mm. uh, not the best choice. Wow. Okay. Might be the only time we see uh, Eddie McDowd on a list of anything. My th- this when this list was done, I was like, this is this is just never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yep, tagged. Uh, <laughs> all right, number one. What is it, Andrew? Uh, yeah, my number one. This was one I knew, like, kind of off the bat that this was probably going to be it. Um, it's an Invader Zim episode called Dark Harvest. Hey, where's your hall pass? Say, you're full of organs, aren't you? Why, yes. Yes, I am. And you wouldn't notice if you were, say, missing a few? Probably not. <laughs> no idea um, what's it about. Uh, in this episode, it's like you're following Dib, really, which is the kid that's always after him, you yeah. know? Um, and he were he uh zim gets called to the nurse's office because he has head pigeons yeah already awesome and bizarre choice uh and dib gets uh in his head saying like they'll they'll find out that you're an alien when they discover that you don't have any human organs uh so zim gets it in his head like he's got to start collecting organs so that he looks human so he uses this like you know alien technology to start um replacing kids organs with just like object random objects Hmm. and he takes the organs for himself um and he starts uh dibs going after him but he starts getting like just huge with organs like he's just filled with all these organs from all these kids and everybody's getting sick and is in a you know terrible way without their organs um and uh anyway uh it's just grotesque like zim's constantly like you can see the organs like piling up inside his mouth um and it turns into like a monster movie kind of by the end of it where zim's like just stalking dib trying to get his organs um and finally (laughs) in the end they both end up in the nurse's office and she's impressed with how many organs zim has and uh 
ends up thinking that Dib is some kind of weird alien or creature because he's like mooing instead of uh, <laughs> his heart beating or whatever. Um, just such a like over the top, so weird and grotesque of an idea. I can't believe, I can't believe this got through and like whoever is in charge of uh, uh, accepting ideas or whatever. Like, I mean, this is just oh, insane taking all these organs from these kids and it just like gets so gross and weird. Um, one of those episodes that like just seared into my brain. Hmm. Man, I, I'm just not familiar at all, but it sounds <laughs> uh, pretty like the visuals you're I mean, describing it's... sound pretty intense. <laughs> It's very funny, too, uh, in a weird way, but, um, man, just, like, it just always stuck with me. as like, what the hell is happening here? Invader Zim, and what's the episode called? It's called Dark Harvest. Dark Harvest. Okay, I'm, it's, I'm looking to see. Is, is Invader Zim streaming? Oh, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I will, I, I will check that episode out. That's cool. Um, well, people, uh, listen, I have a feeling that maybe people have not, maybe my list is not going to be popular. My number one pick. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, you know what's there interesting? There is a certain. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there's a certain group of people that I think that like appreciate the, this is so terrible that it's like kind of good stuff, <laughs> which I feel like this list kind of fits into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, let's see, Andrew, if. If that's my criteria that like the shows I'm picking are so str- uh, that make me feel so weird that I like like them. <laughs> what do you think my number one is going to be? Oh my god. Oh, I I'm, I want to say 15. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. I was just <laughs> I was hoping it was going to show up on your list, but then I was like, yeah. man, I don't know what episode it would be. Yeah. Well, you're you're right on the money. Uh, I didn't. I uh, my pick is every episode of fifteen. Fine. If she doesn't want to be a friend, she'll be an enemy and pay for this. Fifteen. Just when I thought Dylan was, I just don't know what the guy's thinking about. Unquestionably, fifteen. I'm sorry, but sometimes I think I'm the only sane person at Hillside. You know what I mean? Nick's High School Saga continues with all new episodes of 15 every Sunday at 5.30, 4.30 Central. Um, <laughs> if, uh, there's no, so I did actually start watching them, uh, yeah. and they're just so consistently weird. You know what I mean? Like, like every frame of every episode with every bit of dialogue registers to me as like the oddest television I've ever watched. <laughs> Um, I wrote, I wrote down as if David Lynch made a teen soap series, but didn't know he was David Lynch and made it with total sincerity and not an ounce of purposeful peculiarity. Um, yeah. And what was that website that we used to watch? Um, Nick Rewind. Uh, Nick, Nick Reboot. Reboot. Nick Reboot. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that was the first time I really remember getting into it. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was just going to say, uh, it has since been shut down, but there is another site that's like similar ish. It's called swim Elodian oh, has okay. like shows from both Nickelodeon and adult swim. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely the first site. Cause I remember reaching out to you almost immediately being like, do you know what 15 mm. is? 
<laughs> and I think your reaction at the time is like, oh, I can't stand when that comes on the site. Like, <laughs> yes. And it was, it, what was funny also was um, when I started watching that, like, everybody on the chat that was watching at the same time, every time 15 came on, it was like, yes, yes. I get, like, I love this. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yes. Those are my people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was fixated from the start, and not for any reason I can really discern. Uh, in fact, I think maybe I love it because I can't figure out why I'm drawn to it. Um, it's really in a class of its own. Like, uh, it, yeah, just every choice on the show is, to me, stranger than the last. And uh, there is there's no one episode that's an exception. You know, there you yeah. there's not one episode of 15 you can watch where you're like, well, that was normal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, something really... Uh, attractive about the like making everything a hundred percent dramatic. Yes. Like it sucks you in somehow. Yes. You're like, it doesn't matter how dumb the thing is. You're like, wow, that is upsetting or whatever. Yes. It's a, it's, it's shot like welcome freshman, but there's no audience. It's dead silent. <laughs> and like every shot is the cameras slowly zooming in on whatever the drama is, you know, like it's just, yes. there's, there's nothing like it. Um, I think we've been, we've done our best to be champions for the show. Uh, if you haven't watched it at this point, I don't think we're going to convince you, but it is available in full on Amazon prime. Uh, the show is called 15. That's, and again, that in it. you can really watch any episode. Go ahead. That, that in itself is amazing. Like of shows that just aren't available at all. Right. P&P. This entire show. Yeah. is out there for anybody who wants it. Yeah. I think that has to be Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. Which he's great as Billy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. The characters are so. Uh, they're not human. But uh, they are like, you can't stop watching them. Like, I've yeah. never met anybody who acts like any of these characters. Yeah. Um, but th- I guess that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. I mean, that's good. <laughs> you know, it is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Um, so 15. All right. Let, let's let's go down the list again in case people haven't seen some of these and might want to mark it down. Yeah. Um, mine was number five, Tree of Icus, Ariel Monsters. Number four, Jerry the Belly Button Elf, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, number three, Magic Meatball, Rocco's Modern Life. Number two, Renegade Virus, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And number one, Dark Harvest, mm. uh, Invader Zim. Yeah. Uh, and then my number five, Land of the Lost, Shung the Terrible. Number four, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Laser Maze. Uh, number three, Animorphs, My Name is Jake. Uh, number two, 100 Ds for Eddie McDowd tagged. And number one, every episode of 15. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a list, I don't think either of our lists are probably maybe what people are anticipating, which I, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to read some of our, some of the listeners' picks. Uh, and then if you have Thanks. any feelings here, just jump in. All right. Yeah. All right. So Alexandra gave us a couple picks. Uh, she mentioned Pete and Pete, Space Geeks, and Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Very, very bizarre. Neither of us picked Pete and Pete, but it is probably the definitive oddball show. It um, definitely, like, does it the best. Yes. Um, I think it feels, like, so good and purposeful on Pete and Pete. Yeah. That I <laughs> strayed away from it just because of that. I was like, 
uh, I don't know, looking for something that was like even more uh, outrageous or something. Right, right, right. Uh, she also mentioned uh, Rugrats in, in the Inside Story in in the Dreamtime. Ah. Yeah. Both very good. Uh, ben mentioned Rocco's Modern Life flew in Enza. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. The one where he's like talking just, to his vomit or like yeah, he's just like pieces super of sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goblin Parade mentioned Angry Beavers, the day the world got really screwed up, which I think is a good pick. I mean, it's yeah, it's sure. uh, it's of course really striving to do something, but it's uh, yeah. it's pretty far out. Um, Zach Brown mentioned any spooky Hey Arnold episode. Mm. Yeah, that's for cool. sure. Uh, our friend Vaughn mentioned Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Last Dance, yes. which we've 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 mentioned with her a couple times. I mean, that is a I think more in the vein of like a laser maze of like what's yeah, what's going on sure. here. <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, our friend Manny picked Hey Arnold, Operation Ruthless. Nice. Uh, Ketchup Spectre picked literally any episode of Ren and Stimpy, for example, Stimpy's mm. cartoon show. Yeah. Our friend Vince mentioned Space Cases, Tie Me Kangaroo Down Court, <laughs> which I want you to know I watched uh, <laughs> as an option. Not quite, uh, you know, there's a couple shows I want to mention here. I, I watched a couple episodes of Alex Mack for this. Mm, I watched yeah. a couple episodes of Shelby Woo. I watched a couple episodes of Space Cases and uh, a couple episodes of Hey Dude. And the thing about those shows is they're just too consistent. Like their tone is nailed in. Yeah. Um, and what they're doing is not really weird as much as it's just like methodical. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, Space Cases is fun. Underrated. Um, Alyssa mentions Keenan and Kel. Two heads are better than one. Mm. Do, uh, Damien uh, mentions the tale of Badge. Very, very weird. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Adventure USA, every episode of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Shay mentions Ferguson explains it all. A classic episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin mentions Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Gruesome Gourmets. Mm. And while I love it, I think what they're trying to do there is purposely weird, don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're trying. Yeah, yeah. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying. I mean, but it's, <laughs> but it's also like a mess, sort of. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it sort of falls into your like category, actually, for me. Sure, sure. It, it just edges on too good. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but you know. Uh, Corey mentions when Arnold visits uh, Arnie. Oh, oh yeah, like his cousin Arnie, I think. Yeah, that one has some weird animation, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I feel like Arnie looks weird yeah <laughs> like a yeah, yeah. weird version of arnold <laughs> yeah 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 uh kenny uh picked the tale of the super specs mm, yeah yeah invader beans picked mm. angelica's worst nightmare that's a good mm. one uh splat attack picked doug's nightmare on jumbo street the tale of the full uh. moon and in the dream time regrets full moon is uh, another one that's like <laughs> I feel like that's Are You Afraid of the Dark on full quirky mode, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tim uh, picked Rocco's Modern Life, Leapfrogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brett Wilson picked Chucky's Wonderful Life, one of my favorite Rugrats. Mm. Uh, 35 Hours, Pete and Pete, and Scrubbing mm. Down Under. 
uh, Slimy's Dream picked the Tale of the Closet Keepers. Are you for the Dark? That is a very weird <laughs> yeah. one. Um, Brad Draws Stuff picked Doug's Fan Club when Todd almost gets hit by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> uh, Annie picked Sewer King. Hey, Arnold. Yeah. Uh, she also picked What the Big People Do in Rugrats and Frank and Doodle <laughs> and SpongeBob. Yeah. Good ones. Yeah. Really enjoy What the Big People Do. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Josh Pickens. Heck yes. He said Animorphs. All of it. <laughs> but specifically the pilot. Um, so he's with me. Uh, Cynthia said SpongeBob in general. It's a talking sponge and underwater squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Ethan mentioned the correct answer is the episode when Stimpy's fart becomes sentient and runs away. <laughs> uh, and finally, Amy Marie mentions angry beavers spraying their scent everywhere. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do close calls. Um, well, my official close call is I was a teenage Gary Spongebob. Oh, wow, okay. uh, in this one, Spongebob leaves to go on a, a jellyfish convention or whatever. And Squidward is charged with keeping track of or taking care of Gary, but he forgets to feed him. So when Spongebob comes back, like he ends up getting a doctor to come over and the doctor prescribes, um, some snail uh, plasma and Squidward accidentally stabs Spongebob with the snail plasma and Spongebob starts turning into a snail and then eventually Squidward gets poked with it and starts turning into a snail uh, so finally in the end they're all like snails like Gary um, yeah. just a weird concept and it's like, I love seeing them like Spongebob freak out as he's starting to change um so, uh, yeah, just one of those ones that always stuck with me. Like, that's bizarre. Um, I feel like not quite enough of the episode was about the change, but yeah. uh, still, I really like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. I love that one. Thanks. Um, well, uh, some Tim mentioned it in uh, his pick. My close call is Rocco's Modern Life Leapfrogs. Ah. Um, oh. This episode... Well, this is the episode where Mrs. Big Head tries to seduce Rocco. Um, I think it was pulled pretty quickly from not re-airing. You know, that's weird. Um, and I have read that. Um, but I remember seeing it all the time as a kid. That's, Maybe I... That's what I felt like, too, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, because every time I watched it, it made me uncomfortable. Um, that's, that is why I'm picking it. I mean, it is so... Um, it, it's pretty intense. I mean, like mm. she's really throwing herself at Rocco. Yeah. And uh, I felt like as a kid, I just didn't even know what to do with that. <laughs> uh, I felt like, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah, almost yeah. to the point of like, am I, am I, am I attracted to Mrs. Big Head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this is uh, is this like? <laughs> I don't know. It's like it was just so confusing. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. This is a weird premise, but also, dang, somehow, like... <laughs> um, somehow it never like that. Totally makes sense. Uh, it just never like bothered me on any level. Uh -huh. And if anything, I was like sort of bored by it with 
uh, as a kid. Hmm. I was like, is this it's just not my favorite episode? Uh, not making me laugh that much. I was just kind of like, eh. okay, okay. But uh, I can appreciate it for sure. It's like <laughs> a bizarre thing to be uh, showing kids. You know. Yeah. Keep in mind, <laughs> I was going, I was going to a Catholic school, yeah. an intensely Catholic <laughs> house, watching a toad <laughs> in lingerie, uh, trying to get a wallaby to sleep with it. So, like, yeah, it yeah. was, it was a lot for me. Uh, oh, you know what? I had a oh. couple other. I just wanted to sure. mention. Yeah, yeah close calls um uh ren and stimpy i love chicken mm-hmm. uh in this one stimpy falls in love with like a uh, raw plucked headless chicken from the store um and ren's trying to cook it the whole time um and it's just just very weird uh just over the top kind of bizarre um so i, I loved that one uh also Rocco, nothing to sneeze at. This is where uh, Mrs. Big had like having no nose gets like a nose job, but like uh, gets a nose basically, um, and discovers that Mr. Big Head smells awful and just a bizarre premise. Like Mrs. Big Head uh, getting a new nose, um, yeah, very yeah. strange. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, that was okay. Uh, well, do you want to jump into Ferguson? Sure. Um, for me, I mean, there was only one Ferguson, and it was Last Dance. Wow. Um, okay. Watched it today again mm-hmm. just to refresh myself. Uh yeah, just such a weird weird everything basically <laughs> about this episode. Um it, it almost feels like it wasn't designed as an Are You Afraid of the Dark, but as like something else that was like retrofitted to fit the show or something. Um mm. just everything about it feels off. Uh it almost feels like more like a weird horror like Z 80s horror movie than it does uh, a kid's show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it just feels bizarre. I, I It feels like the ultimate, like, I almost sort of am starting to like it because it's so bizarre, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, man. Uh, all the characters were weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, it's an uncomfortable episode. Um, yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, yes, everything about what it's doing is questionable. <laughs> it's not a good Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, but it is. You know, I I can't remember who emailed us. Maybe Ethan or someone emailed us saying like maybe it's one best watch with a group. Ah, you yeah, know? sure, of course. Um, and I think that could be that could be the case there because watching it yeah. alone is not fun. Um, (laughs) uh and that is one vaughn has i think long sought to talk about with us so at Mm -hmm. some point we're gonna have we're gonna talk about this turd uh yeah yeah we're gonna gonna uncover it uh well my ferguson and i feel i feel good about it in the sense of a ferguson of something i love but i think this is an example of it not doing it well i picked the episode of the adventures of pete and pete 35 hours Oh, okay. Um, this is the first episode of season three. 
you know, I think it's pretty agreed upon that season one and two of Pete and Pete are, well, I guess I shouldn't say everybody, but I think we agree that season one and two of Pete and Pete are like almost flawless. Um, and this is a weird first episode of season three, a season that Mm. I think is a little inconsistent. And I think what I don't like about 35 hours is the fact that it's being so overtly weird. Um, like this premise that they accidentally sold their house to this yeah. family feels, and then that this family is like way even bigger than the normal Pete and Pete weirdness. Um, it just, it's an episode to me that like doesn't really fully work. And I think the fact that they're like, it seems too self-aware of its own weirdness. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, I do think it does feel a little bit off. Um, though I do love the Wrigley 500, like the mm-hmm. whole idea of that and, mm-hmm. and them just being left alone. I like the concept. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, especially the family feels, uh, just a little something, yeah. something. That it way. feels like they're going too hard for it. Like they, yeah. they always found the weirdness naturally. I mean, Pete yeah, and yeah. Pete is easily the most successful show to me on Nickelodeon as far as going for weird and achieving it. Yeah, but this feels like it's so in your face that um, it's like, oh well, this is not the subtlety that I've come to love. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got one YouTube comment. Are you ready? Oh yeah. <laughs> So this was from the uh, YouTube page for 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd uh, for the episode tagged. And the comment is very simple. It simply said, shame it ended. Eddie had 40 more deeds left. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Never got that chance. I uh, do wonder how it ended. I haven't looked into it um, to see if he like got changed back. Um, Well, I think it got canceled. So, yeah. Um, I'm just curious if they had like any kind of wrap up. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't think so, but I'm I would not dare to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, do you want to do some emails? Yeah. All right. Sure. We heard from Nikki earlier, but we got you know we're a little behind here. We got uh we got some more. I'm gonna read one here from Brandon. Uh, he said, "New listener, hello, Gut Buckets." My name is Brandon. I'm relatively new to the podcast, but I can already say I'm a huge fan of Big Orange Couch. I think it is amazing to find a community of people who are just as passionate about 90s Nickelodeon as I am. I was born in 1998, so unfortunately I did not grow up in the beloved decade, but having an older brother and sister grow up in the 90s and the kind of things I got into as a kid. I watched more 90s Nick than modern day programming when I was little, so that is why my favorites growing up were Rugrats, Cat Dog, Legends of the Hidden Temple, all that, and Keenan and Kel. It wasn't until high school where I went deeper into 90s Nick where I found shows like Salute Your Shorts and, of course, Pete and Pete, the latter of which influenced me so much at the time that my senior quote in the yearbook was, Farewell, my little Vikings. <sighs> That's awesome. Even now, as an almost college graduate, I am still finding new 90s Nick shows to watch and fall in love with. I discovered the pod back in January of this year when I began my internship. As a sign language interpreter, I have to drive far to different job sites with a minimum drive time of an hour. I wasn't a podcast listener before, 
but after being tired of the same songs on the radio, I decided to give y'all a try, and I haven't looked back since. As of now, I'm on episode 170-ish, and I'm looking forward to the rest of y'all's episodes and possibly send y'all my own opinions on certain episodes. It feels like getting together to talk about 90s Nick with a group of friends. With fascinating topics, countless inside jokes, and never-ending cycle of entertaining guests, Melissa and Chris are always a joy to listen to. I find myself enjoying the pod more than I could have ever imagined. Below, I have my top 10 Nickelodeon shows. Feel free to roast my choices, but I stand by them. 10, Animorphs. Yes, I'm serious. (laughs) Number 9, The Journey of Alan Strange. I also watched a couple of those. Like that show. 8, Rocco's Modern Life. 7, Clarissa Explains It All. 6, Salute Your Shorts. 5, Ah Real Monsters. Hey. Four, Legends of the Hidden Temple, like it. Three, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Too Low. Two, Hey Arnold. And number one, yes. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I dig Good it. list. Uh, he says his favorite BOC episodes are the Nickelodeon Awards show, uh, Vacant Lot versus Dark Dragon, uh, and his close call is right in episode Doug, Max, <laughs> Maximum mm. Clots. Uh, and his Ferguson, Year in Review 2017 to 2021. Only episodes I skip because I don't want to relive the terrible reality of modern <laughs> entertainment, politics, yeah. and all-around bad times. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, he suggests that we cover any Animorphs episode. Well, I hope, mm. I hope, Brandon, I gave you a little taste, just a taste to keep you going today. Um, he said, yeah. apologies for the long email, but I want to express my sincere gratitude for this podcast and what you do in the name of 90s culture. Sincerely, Brandon, lifelong Purple Parrots fan. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Wow. Yeah, one of your to- one of the top shows and Purple Parrots. I like it. I uh, love it. That's That feels like a little um, unusual. Yeah. Yeah, um, like yeah, great letter. Really, really nice. Um, this next one comes from Elise. Uh, she says, Hello, gut buckets and blowholes. This is my first time writing into the show. I am a relatively new listener, but I am quickly moving through episodes. I very much enjoyed taking a trip back into my childhood with you all. Classic Nickelodeon holds a very special place for me, and I am naturally a very nostalgic person to begin with. I was an only child until the age of six, so TV really was a friend of mine. I was very young, but vividly remember shows like Pete and Pete, Tool Your Shorts, and Ren and Stimpy. I was born in 1988, so imagine four, a four, five, six-year-old watching some of this. Good old-fashioned <laughs> early, early 90s parenting. Nowadays, Nickelodeon holds a different, spe- different special part of my heart. In 2016, my younger brother Nick passed away suddenly in a car accident. He and I were six years apart in age, and for a long time, the thing we had the most in common was Nickelodeon and TV and movies in general. Even as we grew up, we would continue to quote some of our favorite lines from the shows. One that always sticks with me is from Rocco's Modern Life when Rocco needed a new job and was a plumber's assistant. The line was, hey, could you get that? Thanks a lot. (laughs) The plumber's pants kept falling down to expose his giant butt crack, and Rocco's job was to pull them back up. We would quote that in so many different situations. Oddly enough, after my brother's passing, I went on a first date with my now boyfriend. We were talking about old shows we liked, including Nicktoons. Out of the blue, my new boyfriend says, Hey, could you get that? Thanks a lot. (laughs) And I almost burst into tears. 
No one other than my brother had ever quoted that specific line to me before, and I felt like it was a sign from my brother that this guy was a good one. Five years later, and I'd say that was a good choice. I mostly just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy the show, and thank you for reminding me of some of the long-lost gems to come from Nickelodeon, such as I Dropped the Screw in Tuna, and Hit Me, (laughs) and, (laughs) and Everything Are You Afraid of the Dark. Keep up the great work, Elise. Wow. Man, thanks, Elise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So super. So, so sorry to hear about your brother, and but uh, incredible yeah. that you found someone. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, amazing and uh, really thoughtful and touching letter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if somebody uh, randomly quoted one of my top Nickelodeon quotes like that. Could you imagine if a girl walked up to you? And I, I really went, cannot. Me. I really... <laughs> like, will you marry me? I, I could... <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be incredible. I would, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, or the uh, traveling, blocking, oh my god. <laughs> I, would, I would have to assume at this point that they were like listening to the yeah, podcast, yeah, so, <laughs> just talking, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but that, yeah, thank you for writing us. Uh, yeah, that was really nice, Elise. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's a great hearing from everybody, really. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Andrew, what are we up to next? Uh, next time we're talking a big one mm-hmm. The Tale of the Renegade Virus. Oh, my God. Finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Um, we've, I mean, we've talked about this episode a ton. Yeah. Uh, just here and there, but it'll be nice to really to lock it oh, in, yeah, dig deep in into <laughs> that baby. Oh my gosh, the visuals, the dialogue, uh, just every everything about it is so much fun. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, can't wait. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Nikki, Brendan, or uh, Elise did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And you can hear us on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, on Spotify, Podbean, tell a friend, uh, maybe. We're pretty far in, if you yeah. haven't told your friend yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll see all you magic meatballs next time. I think also like uh, I think we're hard on all shows. I don't think we're yeah we we love '90s Nick, but we're also not here to like just worship everything. I'm certain. Sure. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be worshiping the shows I'm talking about today. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs>